Bokartov, we are continuing Sefer Shemuel Aleph. We're in the 15th chapter, the battle with Amalek. After the destruction of Amalek, Shemuel comes to town and Shaul says, Hello, Shemuel, I have completed the will of God. But what we know is that he left Agag alive and the people left the best of the tzon, the best of the sheep and the best of the flock. And that was not the will of God at all because the will of God was to destroy completely and entirely every last thing. So there are a couple of very famous psukim here. Uh, just I'll repeat them because they're, they're fancy language. And, um, but they're very nice central points in Tanakh. Pasuk Kafbet said, Shemuel says to him, Does God want offerings and, and sacrifices? Because Shaul was saying, We kept the best of the sheep alive in order to do what? To, give it, to bring korbanot, uh, right? To bring korbanot. And Shemuel says, You think God... Wants your korbanot more than hearing and listen, heeding the voice of God. He wants you to listen to his voice. He doesn't care about the korbanot. Listening is better than a good sacrifice. To, to, to listen is better than the fats of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of sorcery. And speaking too much words of uh, meaninglessness is like sin and idolatry. Because you uh, rejected the word of God, he's rejecting you from being king. So that's Shemuel's pronouncement upon Shaul. Shaul says, I've sinned, for I violated the word of God and your word. For I feared the people and I listened to their voice. And that's a big problem because if the king is going to listen to the voice of the people more than the voice of God, then you're going to end up like a progressive in which whenever people ask for any support from the government, you'll do it until the government falls apart. No, I'm kidding. But... Um, but uh, no, but but there's a difference between but but like if you look in politics, there there are pr- politicians that all they do is promise to give the people what they want, right? That's kind of what Shaul is like. He's so scared of the people that he only just does what they want. But there are other politicians that lead, and even if they know the people are not going to like something, when it has to be done, they're willing to do it. Then they're not called a politician, they're called the leader. Right? So the difference between a politician and a leader is a politician gives the people what they want, and a leader fears God and does what God wants him to do, even if the people will not be happy with it. And it's a big difference and it's a sophisticated difference. Okay, Pasu Kafe. So Shaul says, Now forgive my sin and return with me, and I will bow down to God in thanks for giving us a success in battle. Because Shaul is about to go back to the people, he wants to have Shemuel with him to, when they're doing their thanks to God and they're doing their celebration. If Shemuel is not with him, what, what does it look like? Like Shemuel was upset at him and he's rejecting him and, and it doesn't which look good is. on Shaul, which it which is. is. exactly what it is. Exactly, it's exactly what it is. Pasu Kafe. So Shemuel said to Shaul, So Shemuel says to Shaul, I will not return with you. For you rejected the word of God. And he has rejected you from being a king in Israel. Okay? So he asked Shemuel to come with him. And Shemuel says, No, because God rejected you. I'm not going to come with you. Now, what do we see in Shaul's request here? 
please, please forgive me and come with me to bow in front of the people. What are Shaul thinking about right now? He's like, I, I'm going to look bad. He's, he's thinking about, thinking the, he's about, thinking about the optics of how it's going to look for him that Shemuel is not with him. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem to be focusing enough on doing real teshuvah. It's almost like Shaul doesn't actually believe like Shemuel. He honestly, deep down, thinks Shemuel's overreacting. And Shemuel's being ridiculous. And no, God is not taking away the kingship from me. But I do need Shemuel for political reasons in my corner. So let me t- bring Shemuel back with me. Make it look like he still supports me. So it's to my benefit, you know, that he's with me. Does he really care deep down? Does he really think that Shemuel has a point here? No. What? I left a, a few sheep alive. Now I'm not going to be king anymore. What do you mean? I just defeated Amalek. I just saved B'nai Israel from their enemies. Why shouldn't I be king? Okay. So that seems to be deep down what's going on with Shaul. So Shemuel turns around to leave And Shaul grabs the edge of his coat And it rips And it rips He rips Shemuel's coat He rips Shemuel's coat He's trying to get him to stop yeah, like, Come on, stop, 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 come, come And then he grabs his coat Tears it And Shemuel says God has torn the kingdom of Israel from you Hayom, on this day, and he has now given the kingship to your friend who is better than you. Not to your friend, to your fellow who is better than you. And that we know is going to be David. David. So that's going to be the topic of the next chapter. It's going to be finding David, which is where it gets very exciting. Because David is like is a very cool the best character in all of Tanakh. Like the most entertaining character in all of Tanakh. So next chapter, we're going to be introduced to David. In the meantime... Shaul is losing his kingship. He rips Shemuel Singh. And Shemuel says, Now the kingship has been ripped from you. The everlasting God of Israel. Netzach Israel. Netzach means like forever. So the Netzach Israel, the foreverness of Israel means God. Right? The God of Israel does not lie and does not ever uh, change his mind. For God is not a human in order to change his mind. So don't think that you can get your kingship back. Because God does not change his mind. And he's made this decision. And he's going to give the kingship to your fellow. <clears throat> he says, I've sinned. Now, please give me the honor in front of the elders of my people. And in front of Israel. And return with me, and I will bow to Hashem your God. Again, what is Shaul doing here? I've sinned, I've sinned. Please give me the honor and come in front of the elders of the people with me and serve God in front with me. He's not he's even listening to the fact that he's not king anymore. Yeah, he doesn't even say Hashem my God, he says Hashem your God. As if like, this God, this God Shimuel that you're so careful about serving. Okay, okay, uh, I, I get it. Like, yeah, like, I love distance himself from so, so. Oh, that's key. Your God, he says. He's two yeah. different people from the beginning of the story of Shaul to after when he becomes king. I think, I think, it's so, it's, a, well, it's something I want to analyze. I don't it's, know if it's two different people. It's I don't know if it's two, two different, different people. Two different aspects of him. Yeah. Because he didn't, he, he was a nobody before. He's so he didn't, th- he didn't perceive himself as, as someone. This now that he's. Stuff. So now he's, he's a someone. So now his perception of himself is completely different. So his actions are different, but doesn't necessarily mean he changed. Right. He just thinks he's someone. So At the beginning, he's, he's what was what was the thing we liked most about Shaul when we first met him? He was humble. He was, he was humble. Super humble. Right. But now we're seeing that the humility 
was not necessarily only tzidkut. It wasn't necessarily righteous humility. There was an element of lack of self-confidence in it. Yeah. Like he's hiding in the mizvadot. He's hiding in the, in the luggage when they're trying to find him. He's already been anointed king by that point and he's still hiding from being king. Maybe it's from lack of self-confidence. Now, he has lack of self-confidence and he keeps giving in to the will of the people which is not necessarily going to align with the will of God, which means he, can't be, he just can't be king. If he's going he to be a politician... He still has lack of self-confidence. If he's, if he's going to be a politician... Yeah, he says it. I listened to the word of pe- the people. And yeah. I, I feared the word of the people. Res- I, I feared the people. He says, I feared the will of the people. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's very interesting. Now, he has this lack of self-confidence, so he gives into the will of the people. You know, he's, he's going to essentially be a politician. He's just going to do what the people want, which means that he's going to be a terrible king. So he's automatically disqualified for that reason. He can't be the king. There's also like halachot behind like being a king, like that they are more strict than being like a regular person. Like you have to, you cannot bring, you cannot be mochel on the kavod of a king. So if you're a king, you're not allowed to say that oh this guy disrespected me. It's okay. If a guy disrespects you, you have to punish him because it's not a matter of your own respect. It's a matter of keeping the political order. So for that reason You need to be very strict On the kavod of the king That's like the main halakha With the king Okay um, But I, it's still It's still interesting I, I, I want to analyze Shaul even more Because now He doesn't want To let go of the kingship anymore Do you know why? Now he won't be able To let go of the kingship He's going, he's going to go into denial And become depressed And become paranoid About his losing Of the kingship And that may be because he has such a lack of self-confidence that the kingship became his main source of self-appreciation. If he loses that, then he has nothing left. So he can't let go of it. He's going to go into denial. I don't know, I want to analyze his psychology more as we read more about him because he's, going to, he's not going to leave the story so quickly. So, Shumal did go with Shaul. But Shaul alone was the one who bowed down to God. Okay, so Shmuel doesn't partake in anything with him, but he stands there out of respect. So Shmuel says, Bring to me Agag, the king of Amalek. And Agag went to Shmuel faltering. He was like, you know, tipping over. He was like, you know, probably in shackles or something. Right? And he says, Agag says, Behold, the bitterness of death has approached. Or, the bitterness of, of death has left. Meaning like, until now I was anxious about what my fate will be. And now that I know I'm going to die, I, the bitterness of death has gone. Now I'm ready to die. Okay? So Shmuel says, before killing Agag, he says, The same way your sword caused women to lose their sons, because you just killed their sons in battle. So will your mother be the barren, the most... The most um, how do you say what? Uh, Childless childless of the of the mothers. And Shmuel smote Agag before God in Gilgal. Shmuel Shmuel goes to Ramah. And Shaul goes back to his house to give out Shaul. Shmuel Shmuel no longer saw Shaul until the day of his death. 
For Shemuel was mourned, he mourned Shaul, he felt bad about Shaul, he no longer went to see him. And God regretted having made Shaul king over Israel. He regretted figuratively, he doesn't actually regret, but God no longer wanted Shaul as king over Israel. So the final act is Shemuel is the one to kill Agag, meaning Shaul does not even perform the mitzvah. Shaul never gets to perform the mitzvah of destroying Amalek. Shemuel does it for him. And thus, Shaul is left, you know, with an empty bag of mitzvot. And, uh, and in the next chapter, we're going to see the rise of David and the deterioration of the mental state of Shaul. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.